Hello, I'm Scott Sachman. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we begin with a tense interview from New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick ahead of Sunday's matchup with the New York Jets. Let, let me just sum it up very Set simply. It up. Uh, a reporter asked about Antonio Brown. But I think it's important stare. to say it was Dana Jacobson, a female reporter. Yes. Important with what's going on, it's important to say this was a female reporter. Yes, you are right. Okay, go ahead. That that is that was it. That was he. yeah. Before the Jets game, you get your interview with the coaches, and she talked to Bill Belichick, and she said, "I'd be remiss if I didn't ask," which is sort of saying, "Yeah, I know you don't want to talk about this, but I have to. It's my job." What was the final straw for releasing Antonio Brown? And in very Belichickian way, he sort of just said, we're worried about the Jets. Okay, if it had been that, okay. But then he just sort of took this 1-1,000, 2-1,000 glare, more than stare, like this annoying glare at her. And sort of as he starts to walk away, like, how dare you? But beyond, I mean, forget about they should have looked at her that that. That's the easy, we'll, we'll leave that for other people. But for the business of sport, Evan, I want to take it wider in that CBS has a very important relationship with the National Football League. Sean McManus, in one of the earnings called, so they'll do whatever's necessary to keep the NFL when it's time to re-up the contract in 2022. We all know how important the NFL and the, and the ratings are to these networks. Do you want to anger team or owner, coach, and then byproduct. The NFL would have been very happy for that question not to be asked. Well, but hold on. There's no way you can avoid not asking. Well, this is the this is the tap dance we're talking about. Maybe there is. What when do we get to the point where Jimmy Pitaro at ESPN, who is desperately trying to mend fences at the NFL, would he pick up a phone and say to his reporters, "No Antonio Brown questions?" Because what if the NFL says we'd rather not hear about it? Oof. I mean, yeah, oof, oof is the right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, oof. it goes beyond just, well, Belichick acted like a mean jerk. Sure. Like, that's not what this is about. This is the business of sports, and there are implications to all of it. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't watch pregame shows this week, but if you if you Good think man. back if you think back to, to week two when Antonio Brown did play, uh in, in the lead up to the Patriots game. And CBS addressed very briefly. They they brought on Jason LeCanfra, one of their NFL.com reporters. He came on to talk about what was happening legally with Antonio Brown. And then James Brown looked at the camera before introducing everybody else and said, uh, there's nothing new to report regarding the lawsuit. So there's no question it will be totally inappropriate for us to comment on anything regarding Antonio other than on the field. Then introduced everybody, and it wasn't really mentioned at all during during the rest of the broadcast. There you go. So without question, and, and, and we can talk motives or potential motives but you know the the national broadcasters are not talking that much about this story but the national broadcasters who pay billions, billions of dollars for the rights to these games have to tippy toe around these issues because there is great harm to angering the NFL and any lingering resentment by the NFL if that could lead to no games on your network, that's a huge problem. Okay, okay and, now, and, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Big bar, let's go, but big I, bar. But I got to say this. It's one thing if this was something in the locker room. If something happened in the locker room and Bill Belichick didn't want to talk about it and he gave the, the usual death stare, I mean, we've seen this before, that's one thing. But we're talking now about, one, 
questions about Antonio how tra- Brown. How do you translate the death? To me, it's how dare you ask that question. That's, that's what Wait, happened. Is that, is that the translation? Mm, yeah. How dare you ask that question? If, but, I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> we're how do not, you, we're not mind say, readers no, no, here. No, no, that's what I'm saying. How did I infer it? But Yeah, and look, he, Bill Belichick walked out of a press conference last week when asked when there were too many Bill, uh, too, too many Antonio Brown if questions. It's clear that he does not want to talk about it. you asked about Antonio Brown, don't sign Antonio Brown. This is part of the business bill. You're and, you're asking fans to pay to come, networks to show. This is the reality show of sports. Well, now I think this we're getting into a, this is a different conversation, though, yes, right? Because it's I don't, all part I don't of the think, business of it. I don't think every coach has to answer to media questions about why players are released. I don't think that has to happen. And Bill Belichick could have, in a much nicer way, said, "Listen." Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. You know, we're not going to get into player personnel yeah. decisions, et cetera. Especially um, when we're talking about a problem that involves an alleged sexual assault and then another alleged sexual assault. And then you give this death stare to a female reporter asking about Antonio Brown, and you knew the question was going to come up. Speaking of Antonio Brown, yes. What do you uh, think is going to happen next with Antonio Brown? Because right now he's got very few dollars. When he gave up tons of money with the Raiders, right? Thirty mil. He signed for a nine million dollar signing bonus with the Patriots and a million dollar salary. Guess what? He's now not part of that team. Patriots are not going to pay him that money. And he he was due, off a mean old He was tweet. due five million dollars today. Right. So, gee, do you think there will be the old uh, filing coming soon? NFLPA, yeah. ring, ring, ring. Yep. They're obligated to represent. Yeah, they're obligated. I mean, he's part of the union. They're it's obligated fu- to do funny, it. Funny, yeah. They're obligated to, to represent him, and he also called them out yeah. pretty heavily over the. I mean, we can yeah. read his tweet. I will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the NFLPA holds them accountable. Sad they can just void guarantees anytime. So yeah, the NFLPA is likely going to represent him. It seems like, and, and other people have done this reporting. So shout out to, to Dan Wallach. Um, this is going to hinge on the $10 million that the Patriots owe him. He's going to hinge on wording that's in his contract, which says that uh, he has to disclose any information that might make him uh, ineligible to play moving forward, which he may not have done, versus the NFL CBA, which says that teams can't forfeit signing bonus money unless one of four things happen. Uh, one being failure to play, practice, or join the team, which is, I think, the reason why the Raiders voided his $30 million deal. Two being him being incarcerated. Antonio Brown's not in jail. Three, unable to play due to an off-field injury. That didn't happen in this case. And four, he chooses to retire before yeah. being released, which that didn't happen either. Here's the scariest part for the players, though. And no matter what has happened with Antonio Brown, here's the scary part. He has been charged with nothing. He has not been suspended or put on the exempted list from mm-hmm. the commissioner. He was not first fined or suspended by the team. None of those things happened, and yet he was released and the team will not pay him. If I'm an NFL player, again, forget about what he did, did not do. None of those procedural things that would lead to discipline or forfeiture of money, none of it has happened. That is a scary situation for any NFL player, and it's why he's looking at the union. And I think that the really interesting thing about Antonio Brown is that he's bringing up some. I think he's bringing up some some pretty good points, right? And in, in his tweet Twitter storm over the weekend, you know, he mentions uh, Robert Kraft and he says, 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 says there Kraft. may be yeah. you know there may be a, a, a difference in the way the NFL treats you know off field violations by players versus owners. Uh, he mentions Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's making some interesting points about the way that players are treated relative to owners, etc. But 
nobody's going to listen to those points because, because of, of all the right. other things that he's done. Right. Um, so, you know, I, again, I think, it, unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily matter that, that, that he, I think he's bringing up some things and that it, I think the NFL players, and we spoke with D, D. Smith last week, you know, who runs the NFL PA, he talked about some of these things as well. Um, there, there is some smart, I think there are some smart things that Antonio Brown is saying, but it's going to get lost in the noise because of all the unsmart things that he's done. And, and by the way, just, this is a little, little odd. So my son is fiddling around on the uh, on demand and he st- he found this thing the mass singer have you have you heard about this i've never heard of it all right it's like i guess we're in season 2 or coming up on season 2 these singers wear these costumes, and then the panelists try to figure out who it is, you know, based on some clues, whatever. Oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, have, I've, I okay, didn't know what okay. the name of the show well, was. One of them, yeah. like, became this kind of endearing figure, or many of them, but they're like, oh, great, great, great. Then he unmasked, and it was like, it's NFL star Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, I had no idea he was on the show. I mean, obviously, this was a, a while back. But kudos to the agent for getting him sort of more mainstream, this sort of kinder, gentler image, and then, boom, this other stuff happens. And it's like, well, you forget all about that. I I, I go back to my father. Some of you said, I mean, you're exactly right. My father once told me, he said, listen, you have what's called uh, good natured equity. You can't spend all your good natured equity mm. and then come time when you really need something. You may you have a bottomless it. supply. You may have a bottomless oh, supply. Thank you, sir. I, you're so nice to me. I you know who doesn't it. have a bottomless supply? Who? The Ricketts family. <laughs> no sports owner has a bottomless supply. <laughs> Which brings us to the Chicago Oh, oh my Cubs. God, are we going to talk about the Cubs next? And the final game on WGN over the week. Holy smokes. What? It does, doesn't sound right, right? It doesn't sound right of uttering those words at all. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't even realize it was coming up this quickly. I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, you know what? Let's discuss it. Like, WGN has been showing the Cubs since 1948. But guess what the Cubs are doing? Yep. It's it's those three letters here. The, the all-knowing, all-solving R-S-N. They are starting Marquee Sports Network. So they're going to have the games all to themselves. No freebies over the air. Um, you think the Cub brand? It doesn't always work. This was viewed as a panacea for lots and lots of teams. I'll go back to Houston where it was a disaster and there were lawsuits flying. Works for the Yankees, works for the Mets, but does not work everywhere. Dodgers started their RSN. They don't have full distribution, but they're doing all right. They just set an attendance record. Is the brand being hurt? I don't know. But, Eben, no WGN over-the-air TV in Chicago. And we still don't know what they're going to charge the cable operators for this network. Yeah, I think we can assume it's going to be in the five to eight dollar range. Something, Oof. something right in there. Is that? Oof. Is, is I that think that'd be high. Think? I think that'd be high. ESPN is six and change. Okay. So I mean, so you think a little less? Just yeah, I, this is one, I'd say one yeah. network. Yeah, and it's one team also. I mean, that's all they got. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So, so this is the Marquee Sports Network. It's being done with Sinclair, uh, unrolling that's, next that, year. That's your key. Good point. It's yeah. Sinclair. So mm-hmm. now you will guarantee yourself at least significant distribution. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I also find interesting. On this, the Cubs had you know national available games for so yeah. long. You know it, the the mystique and the popularity of the Cubs, I think, is largely due in part to the fact that they had this WGN deal for 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 seventy same plus for the years. Braves. The they Braves became, are the exact the, same thing. I used yeah. to watch them on the Superstation right. in New York as a kid, and I'd be like, "Oh, I want to see Rick Mailer pitch both ends of the doubleheader again." Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. WTBS. Man, I, we used to see it all the I, time. I would put Notre yeah. Dame football in that same yeah. category right. as as a team that is regional but had a national. TV broadcast deal, and, and and I 
think drove their, their their increased popularity. So clearly, the Ricketts family believes that you know ending that deal, they're they're in a place now. They just broke the curse. They, they've won World Series. Um, they think that this is now the right time to to move kind of behind that that pay. But it does it, it interests me in the fact that you know so much of the reason why the Cubs are one of these premier baseball teams, uh, I believe, is because they had this deal in place and now it's over. Take, take I, it, take it national. Yeah. I, at what point does what is the straw that breaks the camel's back? What I'm getting at is all of this. The RSNs hinge on viewers watching, obviously. And at what point do the viewers finally say, "You know what? I, I'd rather just chill out and watch the national vacuuming championship for free, <laughs> uh, whatever." Because you, like you said, you you still have to pay for uh, this. that. Show sucks. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank oh, you. That but was great. Bart, you know what? As we said with the Yes Network, there's going to be a reimagined thing here when we find out what the teams will and will not control with digital rights and what they can do direct to consumers. So still to come, still TBD, but no Cubs on GN just seems odd. TBD. Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> okay, nothing. All right, I'm hearing chirps. Uh, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Labar, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Novi williams We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Pete Vlastelica, who runs eSports for Activision Blizzard, heading into the Super Bowl for Overwatch League, the grand finale. Be a lot of ebbing time this week. Yeah, because I after Pong, that's it for me. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts.